Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's me, huh? Yes, it is. It's a you call. Okay, it's a you call. Got it. Yeah. All right, so welcome back. <laughs> okay. It's um, the three-hour show that's throwing us off. You yes. understand? We normally get an equal amount of them. Right, so right, right. One leads one hour. One leads off on the, on yeah. the second hour. Right. Three hours. It, it, and it, then we it, just totally – I get discombobulated. It's yeah. my fault. But welcome back, everybody. And, of course, we're watching as the Steelers are out going through their walkthrough in preparation for their last practice of this training camp, the 2023 training camp. And it will be in a pads, a, a non-padded session, which unfortunately we will have to endure. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it is. But anyhow. Endure we shall. Yes, and endure we shall. Now we're also trying to find out about a Mike Tomlin press conference, whether it's going to be on at 11.30 as we were told yesterday or not. So we're going to, we are going efforting. to be efforting that. As well, because we want to bring you the latest and greatest and whatever Mike Tomlin's doing, that's for, that's for sure. Okay, so we left off, and uh, we had most noticeable rookie. And, you know, Keanu Benton is a guy that we both uh, agree on. And one of the other things we agree on, it says most noticeable non-rookie you know uh, rookie or non, it would also be Racket Ralph. We, we thought that the DeMarvin Leal has really shown up well and is a guy that uh, has, has done a lot of good. Now, Surprise newcomer, and I, you know, this is really you because you pointed this out early on. But uh, tell me who your surprise newcomer would be. And that would be, of course, uh, rookies. Rookie newcomer. I mean, I think I, I've said his name at least three hundred times. Well, let's make it three hundred one. Let's make it three hundred one. Spencer Anderson. Yep. There you Mr. go. Mister Anderson. Himself. Not of Matrix fame. I, I know, not of Matrix fame, but. Of Steelers Max Starks fame, yes, 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 <laughs> and Craig yes. Wolfley fame. Uh, no, you point. Hey, to yeah. your credit, yeah. you pointed him out. I started watching him, and it's like I said: the more you watch Spencer Anderson, the more you will watch Spencer Anderson. Yes, and you know he, he's just he he's been a guy that has done it all, and there's no complaints, there's no looking out of place. He just does it he does and he's done it at five different positions yes and that's and people if you don't understand that is remarkable that is so tough don't see guys that are able to go from left tackle left guard center right guard right tackle again i go back to tunchokin did it in his early formative years before he took over in the third year as a starting right tackle for the pittsburgh steelers but that's the only other guy i can think of that that you know did all that i mean alan fanica that Played guard and they yeah. put him out at right tackle and passing situation. Left tackle, left tackle. 
He went to left tackle. I remember he was Matthias and and, and Quente. He they went yeah. into right tackle. I thought it was that I remember. Tackle. I just yeah. remember the one. I game. thought because Marvell went down and they moved him out to left in uh, 03. Well, that that was one time. But oh, the other oh, one. The, uh, there was, okay, there was another you. time where they literally shifted him in a game. He'd play left guard, and then on, on obvious passing down situations, he moved Matthias and Quente. Yeah, That's yeah, Matthias. He he yeah. took over for him at right tackle, and I just remember him after the game going, "You guys are tackles are stealing. It's easy to pass protect." I'm like, "Go, you kidding me?" Yeah, <laughs> I guess when you're an extraordinary Hall of Famer, yeah, that, yeah, you can you can go from the the close quarter confines of of uh, phone booth fighting to the open fields of tackle and go, hey, you guys, it's easy. It's easy. It wasn't for me, let me tell you. And, and trust me, I want to know who he went against. <laughs> I made him think that because I was like, I can, give you a, I can give you a list of guys that you would change your opinion on. <laughs> All I can tell you is what he said. Now I'm like going, hey, I'm not going to doubt Big Red. Okay? Yeah. I mean, the, the guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. But, you know, I, all I know is for me, when I moved from left guard to left tackle, that was not a fun situation. And I did so uh, yeah. under not, – well, not under protest. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, you just say where you just <laughs> no, did it. Just did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. you. You were silently protesting. Yes, yeah. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, so, like, I'm the tallest of the guards by, what, a half inch? Exactly. That, that makes me a candidate for left tackle? No. Uh, yeah, listen. Oh, well. Tallest short guy in the room. <laughs> well, you remember when you was it your rookie year or second year when when I interviewed you after practice? Yes. We took the shot of you standing behind me, and the difference being that we both played the same position at one time, and now I'm you're looking at the top of my head from, yeah, from behind me. Exactly. You know? and this is generationally the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it was one of those it was a tight zoom, almost like I was a backdrop, and then you like <laughs> pull out, and then you see. Yeah, see me standing behind you. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, how about that? But yeah, you know, exactly. This is what it's all about, you know. And, and so we've got a guy. We're talking about um, Spencer Anderson, who is capable of playing all five positions. Yeah, uh, and he's one of those kids that, you know, he just gets it. You know, he 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 understands. Hey, if I'm going to make it on this team as a seventh round draft pick, now, correct. I got to be willing to do whatever coach says. And that's what he's done. And that's what and you appreciate that and then also it is a very 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 unique skill that is rare to find a lineman who can do all of those things yes. relatively well. Yes. Because each one already creates its own set of challenges and yep. technical skill sets. But to flow between all of those in a game, in practice, that's that's pretty remarkable. I mean, and as a young guy to do that, and as someone who did that, I did that in college. Correct. You know, I didn't have to do that at the pros. Yep. You know, even even though I did, I did log steps at left guard in a game, <laughs> uh, and at left and right tackle. But I didn't switch. Like I didn't move through the line as the game progressed. Like a guy went out, I had to go replace him. You know, right. and or. Guy don't want to play or guy can't play. Right. Go in and replace that guy and you stay at that position. But he literally switched between series plays and positions. I did, you know, like I said, my senior year of college, I, I was our starting right guard. Correct. And then when we had a good opponent, I went to left tackle. <laughs> and then and then when guys retired, I literally would, would give all those guys. I never came out the game 
Except, and the only position I didn't play was center because I was left-handed. But yeah, and they ruled that out. Yeah, they ruled they that out. They yeah. wouldn't let me play center either because, well, yeah. Mike Webster was playing center too. So, I well, know. Mike Webster playing center, I was left-handed. I mean, we both have yeah. we both have our drawbacks. Yeah, no, you know? no doubt about yeah. it. But I'll say this about Spencer Anderson: one of the things I was watching him again. The more you watch him, the more you will find yourself watching him. Yeah. Even more so. And the more you will like him. And yes, and what I came away with one distinction: it's like beats. Yeah. Like you look at beats, you're like, ah, as a kid. Yep. And as you get older, you're like, hmm, pretty good. This doesn't taste bad. You yep. get it thrown in a salad randomly by accident, and yep. then you're like, huh, it's very good. Beets. You know really? what else? Sweet potato. You know, sweet, sweet potato. I, I I grew up not eating sweet potatoes, just okay. like regular yeah. potatoes. But then the more you eat sweet potato, I go, man, that's pretty good. And then you progress to eating the skin on the sweet potato. Yes, absolutely. Very, very delicious yeah. and yummy. Hey. You got Mama Wolf. She cooks it up, sweet potato in the skin. Yeah, you know, and it's got the, you know, got the, the nice butter, little everything. butter juices going in. You just scoop that bad boy up and brown sugar. That. Yeah. Oh man, it's so nice. I mean, you just eat that whole at that point. Absolutely. Yeah, but so going back to Spencer, yes. here's I came away yesterday because I wanted to make a point. Um, he's very detailed. The thing that really I, I looked and go, you know what? Just watch him. For instance, I'll give you a for instance. You know when they have that outside zone and they lock out and they're trying to drive and the guy comes with a swim at the end, the defensive guy trying to escape, yeah. and he used his right hand to plant and then go, follow the swim and drive the guy up the field. Very detailed in his application of his fundamentals. And I thought, okay, now this tells you a little something about it. That's why he's able to move from left tackle to left guard to center to right guard, to right tackle, because of the fact he's very detailed in how he goes about his business at each and every position. Yeah, wants to learn, right? It, 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 there has He's to not be, the Henway call. He I would is, not give this guy a Henway call. Can't give him a Henway call because no. he actually might answer it. Yeah, he wouldn't. He'd nail it. He'd be like, Henway! Yeah. Two or three pounds. Yeah. What's the call, though? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you'd be standing there going, Wow, he really smoked me on that one. Like, dang it. <laughs> Chris is Batman. Yeah. I thought I had him good. <laughs> Master's degree. Kick yep. it in. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly so. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, I mean, he, he's definitely been, I would say, easily um, the biggest surprise. And, yeah. And one that we kind of, you know, went under the radar with, essentially. I mean, nobody – who expects a seventh-round pick? No. Unless you're a Kelvin Beecham fan. Kelvin Beecham, like you said, him. I mean, Spencer Anderson's growing into that because that is high praise because Kelvin Beecham is still playing in the NFL. When nobody thought he would be a player at all. Yeah, didn't think he was a player at all. Now, now this kid has 10 years in the league. You know, when How you about think that? about that. that that's, or 11. I think it's year 11. Yeah, because he was a 2012 draft. Okay. So right. it's 2023. So 11 years in the league. I mean, that that's remarkable, that's remarkable man. And so – Spencer keeps on doing what he's doing. Like you said, you become invaluable. The more that you do, yes. the harder it is to cut you. There you go. That's what it comes down to. And he's making it extremely difficult. The fact that he can go all five across, one man Swiss Army knife, you know, survival kit. Absolutely. <laughs> in a game. He can get you out of a game at any position. That's 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 pretty, pretty high praise. It is. It really is high praise. And the fact of the matter is because this young man, as Kelvin was, was Kelvin was very much an attention-to-detail guy. I mean, you see his work that he does in the community. Uh, he's a voice for 
Um, a lot of a lot of uh, good stuff going on out there. Technology divides. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a, just a smart art collector. Yeah, yeah just a smart man. Yeah, he's got it all. Yeah, he's he's got it going on. So you look at that and you think, okay, detailed and playing, being being keep giving proper attention to those details. That's huge because that really separates the players from the non-players. Because yeah. you run into guys that don't pay attention to detail. Those are the guys that don't last long in the league. No, they don't. They don't. And I can say, you know, he's, he's got a bright future as long as he continues to just develop. And listen, you don't need to master one thing until it's time to master one thing. Exactly. As a young so. guy. You know, when the opportunity comes, yes. You, you know, focus on one position. But right now, you're just trying to make a 53-man roster and trying to get to dress on game day. That is your first step. Um, but getting out, but getting out of uh, training camp healthy the way he has because he hasn't had any real issues. No, um, and getting through these preseason games, it's going to be fun to watch him. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes on Saturday. Yes, where they line him up because he had three positions on he did. last Friday. How about a little center? I, I do want to see some center snaps. I think that I think that is one where you look at because Nate Herbig has snap capability right. as a guard as well. You throw in a Spencer Anderson, and then, of course, you already have Kendrick Green and McCollum. Right, who, and Cook. Oh, oh well, I did, does Cook snap? I thought Cook snapped. I thought, Cook, not, I thought oh, Cook was, was just, just tackle. a tackle. Just tackle. I, I could be wrong. He's played both tackles. I, that's what I've seen. Okay. I did not see him play center, but I could be wrong, Wolf. I, I could be wrong, too. I'm, yeah. I'm probably wrong. But I, but I thought Dylan Cook was strictly an offensive Regardless, tackle. McCollum, yeah. they look alike. They do. I get they McCollum do. and Cook. Yeah, because it's like Cause 62 one, and 60. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they both have the 60. So numbers. I might be in my mind's eye seeing uh, McCollum when I'm thinking it's it's Cook. And that's always tough for me to see a tackle with a six as a first. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It just seems like something's wrong with the universe. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, so, yeah. It leaves you with a funky feeling. Yeah, it's like weird. Yeah. But I digress. I you know I um, would like to digest. I'm getting hungry again. Yeah, well, it is the eleven o'clock hour. We do start, we do start drumming up the uh, the stomach. Yes, yes. Stomach, Although stomach you know what? Again, that fat guy. Uh, delight was delight was tremendous last night. Was it delightful? It was delightful. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, the, it, the the juice that comes out of that thing was just oh, oh so well, good. Because it's, it's, it's that you know that you caramelize the onions and the peppers, right? Yep. Correct. And then you have that sliced sirloin. Oh, man. That's in there. So all that jus from all of that just sits in the bottom. And Lab gave you the pro tip, right? Roll it down. Yep. Don't, don't, don't roll take it apart. The, yeah, don't take don't it apart. Because you got all that juice to be pouring out. Yeah, exactly. Instead, it just marinated in it. In the pizza dough, yeah. Oh, man, was that good. Makes it savory. No question about it. So uh-huh. our surprise newcomer, we both were thinking, you know, uh, Spencer Anderson was the guy. I, yeah. I, there's nobody that I could even – I mean, you got to be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's a surprise. What are yeah. you going to do? I mean, it's not like Darnell Washington. We, but were we, you surprised? We, we, no. we, we expected yeah. – like, the dude's six foot seven, 288 pounds. Hello. He, he doesn't sneak in anywhere. Broderick Jones, did he surprise you? No, because he's a first-round pick that we moved up to draft. And, and, and Nate Herbig – or Nick Herbig, yeah. he, it's surprising what he did, yes, but it's yeah. – He's, it's still within his wheelhouse. Still a day two pick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You picked him in the third round. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we, we're kind of expecting those guys too. But a seventh round pick? Exactly. Oh, there goes Carl Dunbar. There he is. He's not moving as fast as Isaac was. No, Isaac, Isaac he, had he it is, going on. He is strolling. 
You know, we got to talk to Isaac. He might need a helmet when he rides that thing. Yeah, he, exactly. he had it going. Maybe some elbow pads, too, you know, yeah. just to be safe. A little knee. Yeah, knee pads. Okay. And listen, I put my daughters on that when I get on the bike. <laughs> like, Dad, I don't need this. I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. I don't want put anything to happen to my baby. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly so. Yeah. All oh right, so then we are left with a guy who uh, could operate, a guy under the radar who could, I think, have a big year. And my guy, I'm just going with Larry Joby. I thought Larry came into camp just magnificent. I mean, yeah. he replaced his body with another body. And, uh, you know, because he couldn't get the work done last year. When you got a, a hurt yeah. hoofer, you know, he, if you can't squat and do those things, uh, that's going to be problematic. And I thought he showed up. He looked in great shape. I know that it's bumming that he, he, he jacked up his ankle or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is he's going to be all right. And I, I, just, I look for him. He's a contender for having a big year. I think as a, as a guy playing alongside a Captain Cam with, yeah. uh, you know, all the ability to blow up the A or B gaps on, on some of the pass protection, you know, the, when they swing the, double, the center over to Cam, man, I think he can get a job done. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's something that <clears throat> when you look at Larry is definitely under the radar, you know, and, and he's one that – because there's so much other attention yes. on that defensive front line, right? Yeah. Because you're going to sit there, you're like, oh, my God, there's T.J. Watt. Oh, my God, Alex Heisman, 14 right. and a half sacks last year. Oh, my God, Cam Hayward. Yep. And then you're like, oh, yeah, Larry Okajobi. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, but he, but he, he, and he remember, deserves all that respect, yeah, too. Yeah, before, you know, they, they blew up the, the Chicago Bears. Had a big, you know, offer for him, you know, and he was – and that would be a bummer. You know, you yeah. think about there was a lot of money. Because you, you, you want guys to get, get their money Yeah, at there all was a times. lot of money on the table. And, I, I, you know, you, Larry was definitely worthy of it. He toiled in the AFC North here. Has had stints with Cincinnati and with Cleveland. Yeah. And, you know, has operated very, very well in both places. Hence that you bring him into Pittsburgh because that is the guy that you want to be able to You've line up there. You've seen him on film no question. your team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. You know, when the guy plays in your division, you've seen him, like, doing damage to your, your, your team. Yeah, that's the guy you want to bring in. You know, it was like Chemo coming in when De- they, they, they asked Dermonte Dawson, what do you think about Chemo? <laughs> and Dermonte's like, yeah, bring him over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a guy that's a real pain in the butt. Yeah, I, I want that guy to be a pain in the butt in practice, not yeah. on game day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can use iron to sharpen iron, but we don't need to face it on Sunday. No, we don't. And listen, Ke- and Chemo had the most powerful bull hump move of all time. He caught me so hard my rookie year. Oh, I'd, my I'd God. I'd have to put that up against the great Reggie White, but you know Once what? Once again, that, that – yes. Yeah, that's – that's Hall of Fame. That's yeah. Hall of Fame Clubber Lang style stuff. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Uh, with Reggie. Yeah, the um, Reg. But yeah, no. I mean, he he had one that just. It, I mean, it, you hands, know it's coming. He, he used his hands so well. He did, but and you knew it was coming. Yeah. Like that's the worst part. Like it wasn't like a, a quick one that just catches you. Like he's doing some hand stuff and then boom, it happens. You would see him. Uh, and like I know it's coming. I'm gonna hit. Oh Kapow. my god. Kapow. <laughs> You couldn't stop. It was like watching a train wreck happen in slow motion. <laughs> you just you knew it was there, and you're just like, ah, what'd you do? I got chemo. All right. <laughs> we got to go to break. CJ's giving me the high sign. We're out of here. Is, it is. All right. We'll be back in a minute. You're still inside the locker room. Wolf and Starks, Ninjas, all of that. St. Vincent College. We'll be back. 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, still in the locker room. Fans are starting to descend upon St. Vincent College and Chuck Knoll Field. Yes. As the Steelers finish up their special teams practice, a portion of it. Mike Tomlin still on the field, but will be conducting a live press conference uh, coming up very soon. We will take you to that when it does happen and when it does break. But since we literally have eyes on him, we know that he is not doing the press conference right now. <laughs> exactly so. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about it. That is Mike T out there. Uh, and as long as Mike T is out there, he's not going to be in there in the press conference room. Yes. So we will continue on as we have been doing. Yeah. Now, he does have his really cool souped-up Can-Am waiting to whisk him up there um, at any moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, oh, that, okay. That I'm the sure. mobile. All right, yeah. So, when he does enter in there, then we will know that it's almost press conference time because that thing can go up to, like, 50 miles an hour. That thing can fly. It is. I rode in it once because Tom let me in there. Oh, really? And it was it was fantastic. Woo. It was has air conditioning, has a radio. No way. Yeah, the thing is, it's crazy. Do you like go breaker breaker one nine? You know, do the. the no, I don't do that, but I, I definitely turned up the radio, the tunes. Uh, my dad used to have, you know, he my dad was a trucker, so he had a when he oh. got sick, he had the leukemia, so he was not able to truck anymore, and he had a uh, uh, CB in the in the uh, his study den, and he would just hang out there, talk to the guys on the road, like he. Oh like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, and then cool. you know, I got I got all the lingo going. What's your what's your what's your twenty? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what's your twenty? Yeah, I mean, what, where, where are you? Yeah, and where all are you? Um, can't remember any more of it did, though. Did you ever come up with your your trucker uh, call sign? No, no. You never you ever never played had, around with it. No, it was just it was just Wolf. The wolf, wolf man. Yeah, there you go. Teen Wolf. Eh, no, just <laughs> Wolf man. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I was just saying, because like, your dad would probably be Wolf, too, right? Yeah, that's so true. So you'd have to come up with, you know, Wolf. That's right. Little Wolf. I drove my first semi when I was 10 years old, if you can believe it. That's now, awesome. it was just around a parking lot, a big trucking, you know, the complex. Yeah. And so there was a lot of open room in case uh, yours truly had any problems. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough to hit open air. Yeah, it, it, it was. And yeah. you're only putt-putting in first gear, so... So yeah. nobody freaks out over the fact that at 10 years old I was in command of a 18-wheeler. Well, you know, my mom, my mom, when she was a kid, she was telling me how she um, she had the push-button car. She learned how yeah. the push-button with the gears and stuff. I remember that. So she, she did the same thing, like at 10. But, I, yeah, my mom taught me how to drive. But you looked like you were 20 when you were 10. That is true. You're so that big. That is true. But, yeah, I, I, I think I, I did my first driving lesson when I was like 11. <laughs> My mom, my mom would get us into the neighborhood, uh-huh. and then she would get out the car, and she would let me drive. And it was like maybe a block and a half. She'd let me drive down, stop sign, put the signal on, make the left, <laughs> and then make the right into our cul-de-sac. And, so that, and that was my first time. And so she was like, just in case an emergency ever happens, I want to make sure that you're not overwhelmed or anything and that you can get in the car and operate it if there's an emergency situation. So, my youngest brother Dale. Oh God, he would take the car out for a joyride. <laughs> One time, the neighbor came over to my mom. She goes, "I saw your car come down the road, and I couldn't see anybody driving." <laughs> <laughs> and Dale was 
seven or something, you know. Oh, my God. Ten years old. And he'd go down the road. And, and another time, my mom, uh, she, she had, they had two cars. My mom was driving home, and she looked into it. Did I just see my, one of my cars go by? And it was it was Dale. Dale you know, was driving. driving. He saw her, and he had to, like, spin around and beat her back home. She had to stop at the store, and he had to beat her back oh, home. Oh, my god! Otherwise, he would have been busted. But oh, my brother man. Dale, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, we call that ghost riding the whip. Yeah, I mean, there you he, go. He was the first one to ghost ride the whip. <laughs> like, nope, nothing to see here. You won't see me. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is too funny. But, uh, but Wolf, I, I do want to yes. get to this before. Okay. We get Coach Tomlin's press conference. One more award, okay, to go. And this award, of course, is the most improved player in camp award. Okay. So, give me your guy for the most improved. I give you. I'll give you one. Hot Rod Williams. Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Yeah. Tight end. Tight end room, which is a very competitive room. They got. They got oodles of talent they in that tight end room. But you know what? Rodney Williams just keeps making plays. Yeah. You know, I mean, whether it's catching the ball over the middle in the end zone, we saw him in practice here. It was a nice hot throw by, I can't remember whether it was Mitch or it was Mason, but yeah. somebody zinged in it, or it could have been Tanner Morgan for that matter, zinged it into the middle. He caught it in a small window. We watch him blocking. We Everything you hear, Fredo talks about, uh, Fredo Roberts, the, the tight yeah. end coach, talk, talks about how well this guy has improved and he just keeps showing up and making plays. And let's not forget, the guy is a four five forty type guy. That's pretty speedy for a tight end. Yeah, and he's not slow either. Yeah, not only that. Yeah, not only that, he's not slow either. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, I agree. Like Rodney Wood, Friday Night Lights. Yes. That that he he took he took a um, he took a seam curl. Okay. And then kind of broke it off. Okay. And. Went for a touchdown in Friday Night Lights, and uh, there you I go. I mean, it was it was nice. Mr. Trubisky threw it to him, put a, put a nice amount of air on it, let him let him catch it in stride, yes. and he 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 smoked guys, and that's where you got the hot rod because he does have the afterburners to to separate from guys after the catch. And when we're talking about Yak being a very important stat for us this, this is year, true. which is yards after the catch, which means you need to run and catch the football but also run after. And so he's one of those guys, he's been a major yak guy in this camp so far that we've noticed. Absolutely. And think about it. With all that talent in that tight end room, what do you got to do to stand out? Well, he's been doing it. You know what I mean? Because you see the results. And you sit there and you go, you got the Muth. You got Zach Gentry. You got Darnell Washington. Connor you know, Hayward. You got Connor Hayward in there, who quietly has been having a Terrific camp. He would be me. another under the radar type of guy too. There you go. Along think, along with noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a multi category guy. Multi category. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love the fact he ran a seam route down in Tampa, and he had you got a redirector at about uh, you know fifteen yards off the line of scrimmage yeah. in his own coverage. The guy's trying to redirect him. He wiggles around him and gives enough of a throwing lane. So that the the troops can fire one in there, a nice little rocket or Mason. I yeah. can't remember which one, but fired it in there and you know made the reception. And that's he's got great hands. And Connor Hayward would be another guy too that I think is improving. We've seen him run from the tailback position. Yeah, exactly. And it's only improved because he's given more responsibility, <laughs> and he's yes. he's improving upon that responsibility, indeed. And 
The horn has been blown. I can see Burt Loughton standing right there. Is he standing right yeah, there? Yeah, he's standing right by he's the by the Can-Am. Yep, Coach He's directing Coach T so that they can get this press conference done um, expeditiously, and we will let you know. Yeah, West Euler, he might you know might run into him. You know, his. I feel his, like should we to then get back into? I was wondering if we should probably. Yeah, you know what? Let's do this. We're gonna break real fast. Because we see Coach Tomlin's heading there. Did I hear breakfast? No, break. Oh, oh. Break fast. Okay, I'm sorry. So we're going to go to break real fast, and when we come back, we'll be bringing you the Mike Tomlin presser uh, here inside the locker room live. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are watching over the empty fields, which means Mike Tomlin has gone up to the press conference room, and he's up there, and let's uh, drop in and take a listen. Good afternoon. Man, we're excited about uh, leaning in on our second preseason opportunity. A couple reasons why. Uh, First, it's a home game weekend. Uh, we're always excited about familiarizing ourselves with Akashur and, and some of the good things and some of the challenges that come along with it. Um, one of the challenges is defensive communication. Um, our home game venue is, a, is an asset to us in that regard, but it does present some challenges from a defensive communication perspective. And so that's one of our little uh, agendas, if you will, in preparation for this game, uh, making sure that we respect that component. We get one opportunity in the preseason to play at home, and so – Defensive communication in the midst of that is going to be big for us. Also, just familiarizing ourselves with the itinerary on the home game schedule, um, hotel, um, things of that nature, dealing with traffic. There's a lot of new Steelers, and so we don't take any of those things for granted. We, we need that exposure. Uh, then it'd be interesting to watch the group push through it and, and, and how they remain focused on, on what's really important, ultimately, their play in the midst of all of that. Um, Man, it's a reasonable opportunity to expect us to be better in all areas. Um, Because of last week's exposure, um, not only last week's exposure, but last week's film study, um, and then adjustments in terms of what we focused on this week in in practice, um, some things that we need to do better uh, individually and collectively will highlight our agenda um, in an effort to to allow these guys to show what they're capable of and their ability to get better in in designated areas. and improve. Um, just like last week, man, as I sit here today, um, we expect to play all healthy players. Um, three guys that, 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 that are probably not going to play just based on their level of health as we sit here right now is Larry Ogunjobi, um, Trey Norwood, although he has been practicing in a partial capacity. We'll probably wait till next week on him. And Nate Herbert um, has missed a few days, and it's probably not appropriate to put him in uniform. I am excited about seeing some guys Uh, play this year for the first time, guys that we held out last week, guys like Cam and TJ and Minka and Pat P, um, Joey Porter Jr., um, Keanu Neal, KZ, uh, are some guys who who didn't play last week who are scheduled to play and and looking forward to watching those guys, particularly the guys that are new to the NFL like Joey or new to us uh, like Keanu and Pat. I'm really excited about seeing the specialist work um, you know, last week we played the younger new specialists. This week 
We're playing the guys who have Steeler experience. Um, looking forward to watch them, watching those guys execute. Um, specifically in the return game, uh, really interested in Anthony McFarlane as a kick returner uh, and Calvin Austin as a punt returner. Um, we focused their efforts last week, man, on their offensive contributions, particularly in the first half of the game. Um, we're really going to be interested in their special teams contributions, those two in particular, uh, this week, um, along with, obviously, their, their offensive responsibility. But looking for those guys to show their capabilities in that space if given an opportunity. Uh, those are just some of the reasons why we're excited. Obviously, um, we're doing a little bit more game planning. Uh, last week, we had one day of prep. Uh, in, in, in preparation for play uh, this week. We'll have two days, and so it's reasonable to expect the guys to display more understanding relative to this week's challenge, to, to play with more fluidity, um, for us to do a few more things schematically because of that additional day. And so all of those things I'm, I'm excited about seeing from the group. I'll pause and open it up for questions. Mike, when you got here, you said you better be open to being pleasantly surprised in this environment, were you? You know, um, I, I was surprised on a lot of levels uh, positively, um, but, you know, um, I'm open to it. And, 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 and I think that that's what uh, this process needs to be about in, in this environment. Sure, we have a hardcore plan. Sure, there's some things that we want to see, but we better be open to adjustments um, to give the group what it is it needs, and we better be open to being pleasantly surprised or to see the unexpected. Um, we got 90 guys here we're trying to take – to 53, um, and, and, and so we can't have too many preconceived notions in the effort to make sure that this process is a fair one. Mike, somewhat along those lines, when you got here, you talked about that feeling in the air that you had the vibe, and how has that manifested itself? A lot of guys have talked about that repeatedly. You know, I just think, you, I just think the, the individuals bring it. Um, we've been talking a lot about not making things mystical. Um, we're responsible for the creation of a great day individually if we're positive contributors to it. And so um, we're trying to take the mystique out of some of those things. We're not hoping that we're going to have a great day or hoping that there's going to be a positive vibe. We're owning our roles in the creation of it, just like we own our roles in the creation of victory. Um, we're not rabbit's foot type people when it comes to creating victory. And so um, that's been some of the things that's been on the front of our radar as we've developed as a team in this process. Omar and Andy have discussed the depth that they've been able to add to this roster. Have you, how have you seen that play out here over camp? You know, I'm not looking at it from a depth pers pers perspective right now. I'm just re really interested in giving the 90 guys that are here an opportunity to, to show what they're capable of. And in the midst of that, it will be revealed to us. Um, we respect all 90. Um, we're looking forward to, to, to them stating the case for themselves and Obviously, we feel good about the 90 that we have, that it's highly competitive, and that creates the depth in which you mentioned. Mike, I know focusing on the details is a big thing for you and this team. How have you seen these guys kind of do that every day and, and zone in on, on getting those details right? I think it's just a, continu <clears throat> it's a continual process. Uh, we cannot tire. We'll be continually trying to put that eight pounds in the five-pound bag, we like to say. Um, it is details. Uh, when it's good on good um, and everybody knows what they're doing, it's varsity on varsity, um, what's the determining factor for success? Ultimately, man, it's, it's, it's technique relative to the positions that you play, and it's the detailed understanding of assignments that allows you to play fast and fluid, light on your feet, communicate, 
uh, and all of those things. Mike, how much longer will you play Kenny in the first-team offense or will you? We'll, we'll play it by ear. Um, I acknowledge that those guys are going to play. I'll also acknowledge that they're going to play more. Um, but what that is, as I stand here right now, um, I'd be lying if I gave you a direct answer. What do you want to see from Kenny in this outing? Just like I mentioned at the outset, uh, just like I talked about the, the entirety of the group, uh, it's reasonable to expect them to be better in all areas given last week's experience, in-stadium experience. Um, the process by which we go through the tee-up performance uh, is something that we want to capture and master. And so this is the second time for us to do it, and so it's reasonable to expect um, that performance floor to be higher. You obviously don't have any control over who you get to face in the preseason, but are you excited about the challenge of your defense getting to face Josh Allen? Like you mentioned, we don't have control, so whoever shows up and plays, we'll, we'll face them. That approach you talked about a little bit ago, does that explain why there haven't been any fights or skirmishes, anything we've seen? You know, um, we appreciate tough guys. Uh, but this is not an MMA team that we're putting together. And so fights don't help us win football games. And so we've been talking very black and white in that manner. And I appreciate the guys' willingness to, to make that posture or that position real by adhering to it. Mike, what have you seen from Kenny in his first camp as a starting quarterback? Man, I just, I just like the way he's communicating with people. I like the way he comes every day ready to compete. Um, you know, he's not overanalyzing the big picture too much. He's just trying to, you know, play his role in the creation of a great day and, and being there. I think that I think other people, uh, by virtue of his position, get their vibe off of that. And his ability to remain singular fo- singularly focused and, and, and hyper-competitive, I think, is an asset to, to our unit and to our team. Like, we've seen Cam and TJ – have just this kind of goofy relationship in some ways. How do they push each other and maybe bring out the best in each other on and off the field? You know, I watch it, obviously. I'm not in their relationship, but I appreciate it and I watch it. And I just think that both guys are teed up comfortably for their roles in their relationship. Um, Cam is a big brother in, in his real life, and TJ's a little brother in his real life. And I just think that they're comfortable in the ways that they come together on that premise. And um, obviously there's mutual respect and TJ's a grown man and a, you know, an elite professional, uh, but their dynamics, I just think it's very comfortable for them because of, because of who they are and their personal lives from a brother perspective. Like, is there any potential long-term concern with uh, Ogunjobi or Herbig? No. Coach, um, in this game, and even in the next week's game, is this the chance for your those fighting for the third string quarterback to show what they show what they can do to earn the spot? Man, everybody's fighting for everything. I, I, I always smile when you guys try to identify battles. Man, they're all battles. Um, we, we're not assuming anything. Um, I respect every man here and what they're pursuing, and so that's just one of the many opportunities that's that's being sorted out through this process. You guys have uh, dodged some raindrops and things of that nature out here. Can you talk a little bit about what your field crew means to this environment? Coop and company um, have done an awesome job um, first presenting some quality fields for us, but also working hard to maintenance them and keep them upright as we tear them down. I can't say enough about the service that they've provided. And there have been some challenges, particularly early on. We had some rain days and so forth. We had a put together a tarp crew. Um, man, we just respect all the roles departmentally that, 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 that make this thing go, and that field group uh, is significant. Mike, 
What, what have you seen and or liked about Nick Herbig? Has he been everything that you thought when you picked him? Um, he has. Um, obviously, you know, we like doing business with Wisconsin, man, just schematically um, the things that they were doing defensively under their former coordinator, Jim Leonard, were things that were very similar to what it is that we do. And so there's less speculation there in terms of your, your vision of what he might be capable of doing. It's the same thing that made us comfortable when we drafted TJ um, and Loudermilk and, and Benton. <laughs> and so um, there's very little speculation schematically. There's a lot of carryover. And, and so I can't tell you that I'm overly shocked at, at what we're seeing from him is very much in line with what we saw on Wisconsin video. Mike, what did you see from the tape with Broderick Jones from the game on Friday, and how much is he pushing Dan? Um, I thought he did a really nice job for a first time out. I thought he played with energy. I thought he played with finish. And oftentimes when the guy's in his first opportunity and he's worried about assignment, some of those things are lost. And so it was really good to see him play with physicality and finish, and it's reasonable to expect him to take a significant jump this week and into the next and what happens over the course of the next two weeks probably will determine that, that component of the discussion that you mentioned. No coincidence he played more than any offensive player. I'm, I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised by that. <laughs> the way you've been able to use your inside linebackers, that gives you kind of a lot of flexibility and some mixing and matching of things you... It's just really a component of today's game, man. We got some varsity inside linebackers and of varying skill sets. And and so, man, we're, we're just excited about, um, you know, Dividing the labor up on a weekend and week out basis to highlight that skill set and um, position ourselves to play really good defense. Got respect for for the contributions of all of those guys um, that have been working in that group and and AC has been a, been doing an awesome job of, of coaching them. Hey, Najee Harris had a Liz Frank injury here last year. Have you done anything differently about the way you approach his workload or what you're doing for him this? Not season? in response to that injury that you mentioned. It's just about the maturation of him as a professional and giving him what he needs. We don't live in fear regarding injury or injury history. What did you feel that he needed during camp this year as compared to his first couple of years at camp? Um, less physical reps required the older he gets, and that's nothing groundbreaking or earth-shattering about that. Anyone else? All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Well, that was the Mike Tomlin press conference, and uh, we learned some significant things there, did we not? I, I think we did. Um, you know, one of the key things, guys who won't be playing and guys right. who will be playing. Right. So hearing that, knowing that Larry O is still out, um, Trey Norwood, Trey Norwood out. even though he's been partially practicing out here, yes. he won't go on Saturday. And then <clears throat> the last one being Nate Herbig, um, who, uh, who, for all intents and purposes, they don't anticipate this being any type of long-term injuries, but Correct. He, t- he sustained an injury in practice. Yeah. Um, so keeping him out because I think Nate is a guy when you think of interior three game day preparedness, he's a been there, done that guy. Yeah. He, he's a vet. So I don't think you need to see it uh, from him, but he did say he expects to see Joey Porter jr. Out there on Saturday. That's the one that uh, everybody's <clears throat> pointing to, because this is, again, it's a situation where, where Joey is able to, whether or not he's able to go means a lot to, for Pat Peterson, for the other defensive guys out there. Um, in the secondary. The back end is all about where where those pieces are going to fit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, and seeing Pat P and Keanu Neal in the yes. game. So you get to see that actually live. Can we actually put some situations out there where we can get a preview of that? So that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, hearing about Broderick Jones' progress. 
<clears throat> we we all agree with exactly what Coach said. I mean, it was a good first start. It was. And he, he did a solid job for a rookie. 49 reps or whatever it was, 47 Yeah, 40-something. It was, yeah. High a 40s. lot of snaps. It was a lot of snaps. It was a lot of snaps. But, yeah, um, but yeah he's continuing to grow. So, no, I, it was a great press conference. I think it's a good close to camp. When you're thinking about it, since this will be the last practice and uh, this is going to be our last show up here because yeah. we will not be in the locker room tomorrow. But you can we catch us. Off. We get a day off. But you can catch us Saturday at Acrisure because we will be back at it, my friend. Yes, we will. We'll be live on these radio airwaves. What were you doing? What that, was that, that? That, was, that was the, the rock. The Rock did oh, that. Oh, uh, The you Rock know. does yeah. that. Okay. His CJ, finishing move. CJ knows exactly what you're doing. That's I didn't right. know that. All right. That's right. Well, the I'm Rock the finisher. One, I'm the only one left in the dark. What can I say? Yeah, exactly. But I explained it to you. And yeah, now, you now you can do it, too. You can do, you we, can do it, too. We got yeah. The Rock going. Here we go. There we go. Finishing move. We're all for the finishing, finishing move for The Rock. <laughs> of our training camp edition of Inside the Locker Room. Very good, indeed. All right. We will see you Saturday night at Acrisure. Go Steelers. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.